Brilliant. So, as you are hopefully aware, we are having our series All or Nothing. This is the last part, thinking about Peter. So what do we know about Peter so far? So when Jesus meets Peter, he's actually called Simon. Simon. Well done, everyone. We do quite well at a Bible quiz here. Simon. But Jesus changes his name to Peter, which means rock. And he says, on this rock, on Peter, I will build my church. Big statement to make. What else do we know about Peter? He was a fisherman. And Peter, from what I can read, doesn't appear to be the best fisherman. Um, Because when Jesus met him, he hadn't caught anything. Um, And so Jesus said, put the nets on the other side. And he did. And Peter caught loads and loads of fish. And another boat needed to come and help because there was so much So then Peter, he walks on water. We hear about that bit. And a lot of people think about, oh, well, he did get a bit, you know, scared and he did start to sink. And, you know, we talk about faith. But Peter, he walked on water. That's pretty cool. Like there aren't many accounts of people walking on water. This is absolutely amazing. Peter also prayed for lots of people. We hear stories of Peter praying for people and then being healed. And he was one of Jesus' closest disciples. Before Jesus died, Jesus told Peter that he would deny him three times before the cockerel crowed. That meant that he would say that he didn't know Jesus. And when the guards tried to arrest Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Peter cut off the ear of one of the guards. He got really angry. Because they were trying to take Jesus away. Jesus then heals the guard's ear, because you know he can do that, easy peasy. And Jesus was taken off to be crucified. Peter then denied Jesus three times, as Jesus said he would. Three times he said he didn't know Jesus. And then, as we know, the cockerel crowed. Peter then went back to being a fisherman. And another time, when Jesus meets him, he again didn't catch any fish. So I'm not sure why he went back to being a fisherman, but maybe he was good on other days. (laughs) So he doesn't catch any fish, and a guy on the shore says, put your net over on the other side. And he's like, okay, so he does it. Doesn't, probably doesn't seem to realize what's going on. And he, he caught loads and loads of fish, and the guy on the shore was Jesus. After he'd been raised back to life. And Jesus reminded Peter of when he first called him. The same thing happens. He doesn't catch fish. Jesus says, put your net on the other side. And he catches lots of fish. And Jesus makes Peter breakfast. Nice thing to do. And he asked him three times, do you love me? And Peter said three times that he loved Jesus. Three times before he denied Jesus, he said he didn't know Jesus. And now Jesus gives him the opportunity to say three times, I love you. And then Jesus said yet again, come and follow me. And before Jesus ascended into heaven to be with God, he said to Peter and the others, this in Acts 1, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. And we see what happens in Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit comes. There is a sound like a violent wind. There was lots of violent wind. Um, I was going to say in our tent, not in in our tent. At the outside of our tent um, on New Wine. It was also in our tent, but that wasn't me. Um, On the outside of our tent, there was violent wind um, when we were in New Wine. And it it was so loud that I couldn't sleep. But I was like, are we going to take off? Are we still going to be here in the morning? Not really sure what's going on. But it would have been bigger than that. A bigger deal. The violent wind. And what looked like fire was on the heads of the disciples. Interesting experience they must have been having. This would have been so incredible to see and be part of. And then it gets even better. I love this bit so much. They're filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other languages. Like that, that is amazing. I would genuinely love it if the Holy Spirit gave us the ability to speak in other languages. And it's not just because we can talk to people and that's a really lovely thing to do to be able to communicate with people in their language is really special but the key thing here was that they could speak to people about Jesus in a language that they understood and what a beautiful thing that they were able to do because there were Jews that gathered in Jerusalem at that time from different places they spoke different languages and here they heard about Jesus in their own language But then Peter, remember, Peter's the one who denied Jesus. Peter's the one who went back to being a fisherman and seemed to forget Jesus. It was Peter who stood up in front of thousands of people and spoke with boldness about Jesus. So what does it mean to be bold? No, I'm not going to pick on you, Tinder. I won't pick on you, it's fine. Um, What does it mean to be bold? I'm not talking about um, hair on your head. I'm talking about boldness, wearing a bright pink jumper. And and what I like is we've actually got some other bright pink people in the room. I love this. I am the kind of person, if you know me, I wear a lot of dark clothing. If you wear a bright pink jumper, people are going to look at you. You notice people that came up to the front of the actions, they're the bright pink jumper kind of people. You know, we don't mind. We don't mind people looking at us. We don't mind being the brave ones, the bold ones, wearing bold colours. Being brave and having boldness is the guy I saw yesterday walking down Chapel Street. He was wearing a Man United shirt. And midweek, you might not know this, I know this, midweek, Burnley beat Man United 3-0. I know, right? And at the time, this guy was walking down Chapel Street, but it flashed up on my watch that they were losing 2-0 to Nottingham Forest. And I was like, this guy is bold. This guy is bold. They did turn it around, but this guy was bold. Boldness is telling your friends about Jesus, even if you don't know how they're going to react, or you think they might not say something that's positive to you. Boldness is saying no to something you know isn't the right thing to do even if other people are doing it. Even if everybody's doing it, you do the right thing. Integrity, boldness. Boldness is standing up against injustice, against bullying, against racism, even if you're the only voice in the crowd. Boldness is being brave. It's having courage. It's being fearless, and I love this word, being audacious. What a cool word, being audacious. Proverbs 28 verse 1 says the righteous are as bold as a lion. 
Lions are known for being fearless. They're the king of the jungle. Nobody, nobody gets away with it if you're, if you're with a lion. because They are not afraid of anything. And we are as bold as lions. And Peter, who was previously denying Jesus, now the Holy Spirit fills him with boldness and he becomes brave like a lion. He's filled with power and he starts shouting loudly that he knows Jesus. This guy that previously said he didn't know him. Loudly that he knows Jesus. And he tells other people about him, about the miracles that he performed, that he died for them and that he rose again, proving that he is God. He told people that Jesus could save them. And all they needed to do was ask him. All they needed to do was ask him. When Jesus met Peter, he said, come, follow me. When Peter denied Jesus and went back to his old life, Jesus said again, come, follow me. And Peter's now shouting from the rooftops that other people can follow Jesus, that Jesus can save them. And that day, 3,000 people, I love this, 3,000 people decided to follow Jesus, and did you get this bit, and be baptised you imagine that city on that day, 3,000 people, every puddle of water, every pool, every ceremonial washing station, every place where there's water, people are being baptised. And that would have caused a stir. People would have known something was going on. That would have been so cool. Imagine if you were there, that would be amazing. So Peter leaves his past behind. And he steps up with boldness. And he tells people about Jesus. And it doesn't have to be super complicated. We can keep it simple like this. God loves you. He sent his only son, Jesus, to this earth. And Jesus did incredible miracles. He died on a cross for you and for me. And he took the things that we've done that aren't good so that we can be forgiven. And Jesus rose from the dead, proving that he is God. And he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us and give us power. And we have a choice to follow Jesus. And it is the best choice that I ever made. And I have a great husband. He was the second best choice. Even better than that was following Jesus. And is that a choice that you want to make today? We have that opportunity. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. We have that opportunity to make that choice for ourselves. Perhaps you've never made that choice before. And this morning you think, actually, yeah, I want that. I want some of that. Or perhaps like Peter, you feel like perhaps you've walked away from God and you want to come back. Brilliant. We can do that too. We can choose to come back to him. And so I want to give you an opportunity to do that if you want to follow Jesus today. I'd like you to just tell God. You can simply tell God, I want to follow you. But sometimes doing something physical helps us to remember the decision we've made. So perhaps for you, you might want to put your hand on your heart. Or if you're feeling really brave, we're talking about boldness, you might want to put your hand in the air in front of all these people and say, yeah, yeah, I, I want to follow Jesus. 
So if you want to make a decision this morning to follow Jesus or come back to him, give, give him a sign. You can put your hand on your heart, put your hand in, your, on the, in the air if that's something that you would like to do. I'll give you a moment. If you want to respond in your head, that's also, that's also fine. But the important thing is that you tell somebody afterwards. You speak to somebody you know. If you don't know anyone, speak to one of the people with a smiley face and say, I decided today to follow Jesus. And they can help you to know what that means. So we're going to say the creed again together. And this is as a family. And for those people that this morning are deciding to follow Jesus, you might be saying this for the first time and meaning it. You might have said the words before, but today perhaps you mean it. So we're going to say this together, and as a church family, with those included that today are deciding to come to Jesus, let's say this together. God, you are my Father. Jesus Christ, my friend. Holy Spirit, you help me on my way. I believe in your name. I believe in your word. I believe in the cross. I am free. Amen. Brilliant. Let's give a round of applause because some people, I saw some actions. And when people come back to God, there is a party in heaven. When people decide to follow him, one person, there is a massive party in heaven because it is the best decision that we could ever make. But there needs to be another response from us this morning. To be filled with boldness. Do you want the Holy Spirit to fill you with boldness? Boldness to speak up for what's right. Boldness to tell people about Jesus. Boldness to share your faith perhaps at school or college or work or with your friends, with your family, at a weekly club that you go to. Do you want boldness to share your faith with other people? This is for all ages of people. Perhaps you're starting school at a new school and you want that boldness. Perhaps you meet people during the week and you, you want that boldness to speak to them. It is open to everyone. And the beauty is that we don't go it alone. The Holy Spirit will fill us with boldness and will help us with the words to say. What a beautiful thing. So we're going to worship together. And you're welcome to stand with us. And if we, as we worship, if you want the Holy Spirit to fill you with boldness for whatever it is that you're thinking about right now, I'd like you to be bold and to do something. If you're sitting in your seat, perhaps you could raise your hand. If you're feeling really bold and you want to practice boldness, you could come and stand at the front. And we can put our hands out like we're accepting a gift, if you want to. And we can say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me with boldness. And so you're welcome to stand as we, as we worship. And come to the front if you want to be filled with boldness. Put your hands out and say, Holy Spirit, come fill me with boldness. It's not complicated.